Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Taking It Outside here at Spring Hill Outfitters. We're not in Spring Hill Outfitters today. We're down south. We're south of the equator, down in Argentina, for our second episode of a two-part series uh, coming to you live from Santiago del Estero. See my accent? Mm, I'm already becoming a local now. Excellent. Santiago del Estero. Perfect. Uh, got a great episode. I tell you, we had a two-part, like I said, two-part episode. This last week's episode was great. We brought in Mr. Carlos, Senor Carlos, to learn more about this lodge where we're staying. And we've had a great time hunting, of course. Uh, it's just been a, it's been a great three or four days. And this episode, we're uh, cutting it close. We've got to leave. I hate to leave, but we have to uh, wrap this episode up here in the next hour or so. And we have to get a shower and pack our clothes and head back up north. But before we do that, we're going to talk some more about this trip. Uh, before we do that, of course, you can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're everywhere. We're in Argentina. Yeah, so we're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, so uh, uh, check us out. Make sure you uh, share the podcast with all your friends. We've got some great episodes. We're in season two now of this podcast, and uh, episode I think it's twenty one. Maybe I- I've lost count since I've left the states. I've lost count of where we're at. But check out our podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. I always give a shout out to Joe, uh, Senor Joe. <laughs> Back in the states, Joe was a man and uh, helps us out. He's uh, he's very smart when it comes to all this stuff. This is what I do: I record and then I send it to Joe, and he's the one that's the behind the scenes and makes it all sound as good as he can. So we always thank Joe for what he does. And I'm not going to talk any more about that stuff. That's where you can find the podcast. I've got so much. I'm so excited about this episode and who we have here. Uh, not only now, but also coming later in the episode. It's going to be a great episode to learn more about where we're at here in Argentina and the lodge and the, this whole area. And also, we're going to recap the last couple of days of hunting, which has been amazing. Uh, so uh, I first introduced, you know, Chad joined us last week, and you met him before that as well. Chad Gunton Productions, uh, filmography, videography. Yeah, I'm really excited. I tell you, I'm happy to have Chad here, but I'm really excited about our other special guest, and I'm going to let him introduce himself because although my few days in Argentina, I really feel like I'm starting to be fluent in uh, Spanish mm. and the language. I'm working on it. I feel like when I get home, I'm going to order a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. But anyway, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, we're very excited to have him uh, join us today. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Trent. Well, my name is Asís Riestra. Uh, I'm from Spain. I came to Argentina in, 1990, in 1996 okay. with my dad. Uh, he was a, well, a very prestigious outfitter in, in Argentina uh, that he hunt worldwide. And uh, well, we came to, we come to Argentina to start this, this business like outfitter. Uh, firstly, we, we get situated in, in Cordoba. Okay. That everybody knows that sure. Cordoba was the famous yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. location for doves, the mecca of dove shooting. We used to have three lodges in, in Cordoba. And uh, well, with the time, uh, we start to, to see that the, the dove population, it was not the same with the years. Right. Uh, my dad was a very, 
passionate with the duck hunting. Right. Uh, close Ooh. to this area, there is a beautiful marsh. Yeah. So we, we start to put a foot here, you know, in this area for the ducks. We built a small lodge for, for duck hunting that we used to, to come here for three months. And with the time, we start to see more doves, more pigeons every year more. And well, we, we, or we, we were, uh, we want to build a, a nice lot. Uh, we want to spend, or we, we need to do a, a good investment. And, mm -hmm. and finally, we choose this area. We love this area. And well, we started to, to build uh, look, what is today Santiago del Estero Lodge. It's a Spanish construction that my dad... Uh, it's an awesome place. My dad built in 2007. So this lodge was built in 2007. In 2007, exactly. And, and I feel like th this episode is going to be... Try to keep it around an hour. And I feel like we're going to talk to uh, several different people here in this episode. I could talk to you for probably three and a half hours. So I'm going to try to keep my questions to a minimal. But that just... It blows. So you, you left Spain. You and your father came from Spain. Exactly. Here. Exactly. For To do... Yeah, uh, at the first time it was like an adventure, you know, we were hunters and we, we thought, okay, we will go to trade this, this business like a couple of years and we go back to, to Spain again. But finally, you know, uh, every time we have more work, we get the uh, love to Argentina and, well, and we did our passion in, in what is now our job. Golly. <laughs> so this lodge, and here again, I've got a lot on my mind, but we're trying to hit the high point. So this lodge is absolutely amazing. And we covered that with Carlos uh, on last episode. So I won't get a whole lot about how this the lodge is just awesome. But uh, so this lodge was built in 2005, you said? In 2007. Seven. We started 2007. in 2007. And uh, well, every time the, the, the number of bars were increasing, uh, we are, like you know, we are in the middle of the nothing. But the good thing that we have here is that we have very few pressure of hunting. Not too many hunters came here and you can see now, uh, well, uh, I think this is one of the new frontiers in, in Argentina. And yeah, so Cordoba, a lot of people that think about going dove hunting in Argentina, you hear about Cordoba yeah. and that's where everybody goes. So there's several lodges and companies and, and uh, a lot of pressure, like you said. So at home, you know, we do duck hunting uh, in an area. The more pressure it gets, the more ducks they, you know, they spread out. Yeah, I recommend it. Really recommend it for the people who expect it to see a lot of bears. For those who wants to to shoot a lot, uh, for those who dreams to see thousands of bears, to come here because this is the new. Yeah, idea. I think dreams we'll come that. true. <laughs> I think, think we'll vouch for that. I, and we're going to talk more with uh, uh, Senor Lucas uh, after this about the actual hunting experience. I won't get too much into that now, but. Uh, whatever you had in your mind, the reason you came here to build this lodge, whatever, if it was for more birds, you did really well because this week has been just amazing. <laughs> Thank and you. And the bird population. I came here, last time I came, we were closer to Cordoba and we had, you know, we had good hunting, but the birds we saw the last few days, it's just been, it's been amazing. Really? So you, you, you've been able to tell a difference. Oh yeah. I mean, the, I, the number of birds, I mean, yesterday was, and we'll talk more about that experience yesterday afternoon. Uh, just remind me to tell you about the 500 club, by the way. Anyway, but, uh, oh, big guy. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, the birds are just amazing. So I'm just, I'm really intrigued. So you and your dad came here and you had three places closer to Cordoba. You saw the patterns and you saw the need to have somewhere outside of Cordoba up north and you built this lodge in 2007. 
Exactly. Beautiful lodge. And uh, so you started doing guided dove hunts up here. And uh, so this lodge has been here for, what, 15, 16 years now. Exactly. But uh, there are like three years ago that I, uh, well, we get associated with David Dennis. Yep. I'm very happy to be his, his partner. Uh, David Dennis is a very professional outfitter. They have a lot of lodges. I think they, they are around, Cord uh, around the Argentina. Mm -hmm. uh, they have more than 13 lodges for, for wind shooting, 10 in nervous waters for, for fishing. And I am really very happy to be part of, of this new team now. Well, that's why we're here. I mean, David, so David Denny's uh, is spelled, I mentioned this last episode, it's not spelled like Denny's, the restaurant we have at the truck stop. Mm, it's D-E-N-I-E-S, so -E -E correct? Exactly. Uh, David Denny's, and that's how we, that's where we brought this trip through Ducks Unlimited, through David Denny's and their partners. You partner with exactly. them. Uh, so you partnered with them a couple, three years ago, which was during, uh, if you didn't know about COVID-19, of course, you know, with the last couple of years. So you partnered, <laughs> if you were under, living yeah, under a rock. If you don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> so you partnered with David Denny's and then the whole world just goes crazy, right? So people can't travel and the hunting and it's just a mess, but you still kept moving forward with that relationship and that partnership and improving the lodge here, making improvements, a lot of improvements of what Carlos exactly, said. Exactly, because, well, uh, I found the place, but but also you need to, to give a good service. Sure. Uh, also you need to, to, to look for the excellence every year. You know, I, I think the excellence is impossible, but try to, to find, you know, try right. to have good bird boys, try to, to find a good chef and all the logistics that a lot brings to you. Yeah, and, and that's what Carlos was saying. So Carlos, his job is, if you listen to the last episode, and I hope you have by now, uh, but Carlos was saying his job was pretty much out, everything for the part of the trip outside of the hunting part. So when you get back from the hunt, what happens then uh, until you go hunting again is is kind of Carlos and Anna's job. And, and the lodge is just, I mean, the whole experience, forget hunting, okay? Let's say forgot, just forget we shot a dove. The lodge is like a resort. <laughs> I mean, totally. there's a pool. I mean, I saw Chad was about to get back chilling in the pool with his shirt off, which I thought he had a white T-shirt on, but he had tan line anyway. But he was chilling. He was hanging out in the pool <laughs> and uh, sitting out there. I mean, there's a there's a pool. There's an awesome fire pit every night. There's there's they come welcome you with a wet uh, washcloth to to wipe off your hands and a, a fresh drink. And the lodge is just amazing. So I mean, it really is. The hunting is amazing. Okay, so that's part one. But part two, this resort. This, I'll call it a resort, but this lodge is just, it's, it's really awesome. What what, so it was a Spanish-style inspiration. Yes, absolutely. It was my dad. He, one of his dreams was to build a cortijo. Cortijo is the, the classic Spanish steel mansions. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, I can tell you that this is like a mix between a cortijo and, well, and some extra accommodations that we right. we put to be more more to I have more comfort that. to the to the clients because obviously there are two moments the, like you said the moment that you are hunting and the moment when you come back to the lodge and if you are a group of friends you want to join and you want to relax and yeah I have to say I really really enjoyed the hunting this week I mean the hunting has been just phenomenal but I have to say every day we got a hunt and I was like. We're about to get back to the lodge. I know. <laughs> it was by the fire pit. It was good. Yeah. It was crazy to Seriously. think like when you come back, you're like after the hunt, it's like a totally different yeah. mindset. When you yeah. get back, they're welcome with drinks and appetizers and yeah, dinner just, yeah. and 
the fire pit is great. The locker room, you know, you walk through this beautiful um, red way, locker yeah. room and, you know. Somebody mentioned a while ago, I was sending a, a few pictures and they said, all you do is eat and hunt. And I was like, that's pretty much all we've done is eat and hunt. <laughs> that's all we ever want to do. You eat in the morning. <laughs> you eat and you go hunting. And you get done hunting and you come back and you eat. And then you go back and you go hunting and you come back and you eat. <laughs> and you go to sleep, and the next day you start all over again. I mean, well, it's, it's what you do. unless you're a soccer player. Well, some of these uh, guys play soccer. You know? <laughs> I, for one, did not go play soccer. But uh, yeah, I mean, just it's just uh, it's amazing, and and uh, I can't wait to work. Hopefully, more with David Denny's. We discussed it a little bit earlier, and hopefully, you know, through Spring Hill Outfitters, we can share some information with you. I really, honestly, don't care about even making money or or whatever on the trip. It's just about kind of promoting this place to the people. Uh, are just amazing. The service is amazing, and, and hundred. There's not many things in life that I recommend that I say hundred percent. You know, I, I guarantee it. But I guarantee you, yeah. just, if you come here, uh, I know it's a little bit of a, a flight from North Carolina. Okay, but uh, worth every it's, it's, hour. It's, it's really travel. been amazing, and the lodge and the, the story about how you got here. Just I mean, it's, it's awesome. Nothing. Thanks, Trent. And another another thing I want to say is not only well, it's it's a dove lot, but also it's a very good destination for pigeon hunting for those who like pigeons. We hunt over decoys. It's one of the, the best areas maybe in Argentina for pigeons. And if the conditions are good, also we have a very good duck hunting yeah. in May, June, and July. That is also awesome. Yeah, we were dove hunting. So uh, we're recording <laughs> this podcast. I don't know what day it is. It's Tuesday, right? Tuesday afternoon. I don't know. Uh, Tuesday. So um, <laughs> this morning was our last hunt. We had a half a day hunt. Excuse me. This morning. And we were dove hunting. Okay. So uh, strictly dove hunting. But we killed, I think, eight or nine pigeons and 37 parakeet. Just your group, just yeah, you just, and just Lee. me and, and Lee Holland. <laughs> just so I mean, and, and what I was talking to Senor Lucas during this time about you can come if you want to do the next group coming in gets here on Friday. They're here strictly for pigeon hunting. Uh, no, well, they they will go to do a combo. Oh, you do doves okay. and, and okay. pigeons. Yes. So so they're. Uh, but they're going out some days strictly for pigeon hunting. They have decoys, carousel decoys, yeah, yeah, exactly. and blinds. And, and uh, Senor exactly. Lucas was saying it's pretty much like duck hunting. Uh, you know, where they, you know, today we were shooting all the pigeons, kind of just passing by yeah, by exactly. accident, right? <laughs> but we loved it, and the bird boys Amazing. loved it too. But they say when you go pigeon hunting, like they, they literally they decoy, like they come in mm -hmm. just like a duck. Oh, they are. Decoy oh, in. they are beautiful birds. Yes, the pigeons wanna, are that's, beautiful. That's my next time we're gonna do a combo hunt. Seriously, <laughs> please. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah, please. <laughs> no, it's it's. it's uh, I mean, everything like you said. David Denny's is a company you can book all kinds of hunt from red stag to fishing to duck hunting. Here, there, everywhere around the, the, the country, the world, uh, they, they have hunting uh, opportunities and fishing opportunities. But here in Argentina, there's no doubt the, the dove hunting is just, it's just amazing. And I, we got just a, a few more minutes, but, uh, I, why is dove hunting? Why did you choose to come from Spain? How did you find uh, this place? Oof, that's a long story, but, uh, <laughs> my dad, uh, well, like I, like I told you, he was a big hunter. It's a crazy story. He was in, in south of Cordoba uh, visiting a friend who has a, a ranch. And one day he, came to, he goes to Cordoba to visit um, a cousin. 
And when he was traveling in the car, he started to see doves. He saw doves. He saw a crowd. And doves. Yeah, he didn't and just see remember, a couple. Yeah, and I remember that day he called me by telephone. This is incredible. We need to come to Argentina to shoot doves. And Assis, we're coming to Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My son, come here. Yeah, well, that's how that's the story started. Yeah, I believe it. Not a joke. I believe it. When we, every hunt we've driven to, we have seen the most ridiculous amount of doves. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it just, that story blows blows my mind. I mean, I just you came picked up everything you had in Spain and came here for this business, and obviously you've been very successful. And uh, like I said, the lodge and the the staff here that you have found is just amazing. I mean, Carlos and Anna and Lucas, we're still yeah, <laughs> so so. We'll talk more about Lucas. <laughs> I've, I've still got to I still got to give my feedback. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw a picture on our Instagram, uh, seeing where Lucas was. Put in a little extra special sauce in uh, Senor Kevin's coffee, <laughs> <laughs> Tabasco sauce. But anyway, uh, but no, I mean this, it's really been a great experience, and uh, I'm so excited. We had this podcast equipment to come here to document uh, this trip and talk to you and the rest of your staff, and and Chad being here with the video and pictures. These guys, we have eight people here: myself, Chad, and six more. And I mean, every person uh, that is here on this trip has said it's a trip of a lifetime and they will never forget it. And I promise you, uh, and this is not a commercial by the way, seriously, uh, it's not a commercial. I'm just telling you real, real, real life. If you can come here and enjoy this and this whole experience, you'll never forget it. I mean, it's just, uh, it's one of a kind. Think, I, I would have, I would have flown a few, I would have flown longer yeah. to get here. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's uh, amazing. Like I said, it's just it's an amazing experience, and we've got some more people to talk to, so I don't want to keep rambling on about how great it is, but that's kind of the point of this whole episode is the experience has been great, and I really don't want to leave today. Uh, I thought my dad was going to book a red stag hunt with you earlier, and we are going to stay oh, out a week or so. But uh, I'm going to go talk to Don. We've got some conversations. We've already got plans on booking. I'll tell you that. Uh, so Johnson County Ducks Unlimited is the, the chapter we're involved in back at home where I bought this hunt two years ago, and our banquet is, is coming up, and and uh, I may just buy it again off of that banquet, come back again next year and hang out with y'all. It's been so much fun. Will be a pleasure. So real quick before yeah, we go, ahead. so you have, this is not your only operation. You've got a lot of acreage for Red Stag. Well, uh, yes, I am I am also working in a, in a big game ranch, but uh, with Debbie Dennis, uh, they, they have like three, four different places yeah. for, for hunt. Uh, we have one place in, in, the, in the mountains, in Los Andes, in Tupungato, oh. for the big, big, big stacks, uh, some of the biggest stacks in the world. They compete with New Zealand stacks. Uh, I like more South American stacks. Uh, and also another ranches for, for shoot blackback, axis deer. Uh, axis deer, yeah. yeah. So that's another good thing with David Dennis. You can also combo every product, you yeah, know, right. for the people who likes big game and up shooting, they can do a combo for the people who like Sorry. trout fishing or dorado fishing and or pigeons or mix bag or only doves, you know, yeah, whatever you want. Awesome. We have destination. <laughs> well, I'm excited to work more, hopefully, with you guys in the future with David Denny's and hopefully come back myself again here and bring some more people back from North Carolina. Uh, maybe Chad can come next time. We'll see uh, what happens between now and then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been an amazing hunt. I'd love like, – I could talk to you all night, but we've got – uh, some more folks to talk to. I've got a bag to pack, and I really need to shower before I get on the airplane for 24 yeah, hours. Do. But uh, thank you. 
Gracias, señor. Thank you, Trent. Thank you, yeah, Chad. No. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and no, I is... hope you visit soon. Us yeah, again. This is awesome. So, uh, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take just a short break and uh, switch out. And uh, the next guest is going to be uh, Senor Lucas. So, uh, we started with the best, and it's all downhill mm-hmm. from here. But uh, we started with the best. And it I goes downhill it. quick. Thank uh, you, man. Thank you a lot for being here. Thank, thank you, for all you, Trent. Yes, thank sir. Thank you, Trent. Thank yes, you, Chad. Sir. Pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, all right. We're back. Assis, what a great guy. That's a freaking top-notch guy. I feel like the Heineken, people in the United States, the Heineken commercial, the most interesting man in the world, that's him, I think. But you would have never guessed it. He's so down-to-earth. Yeah, no, awesome, awesome story how he got here. And I said a while ago how we had several special guests, and and we started with the best, and it's all downhill from there. It went downhill quickly. So you don't understand how quickly it went downhill. <laughs> but we are now excited to welcome our second or third. He's in the top five favorite employee here at the Lodge. Uh, of the, like, five that we've Yeah, out of five four. people, he's definitely in the top <laughs> three. Four, yeah. Out of four employees, <laughs> he's in the top five. five. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Senor Lucas. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, having me here, guys. Yeah. Very nice to talk with you once in a while. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This, uh, what's your official job title? I don't, do you uh, actually work here? My you official do work here? Uh, is being the pretty face here. Okay, yeah. so besides <laughs> pretty face, right. you don't get paid much for that. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I hope not. <laughs> honestly, I above the average in Argentina, but no, I don't get any money over that. Besides being a pretty face, what else do you get? What's well, your job I'm, I'm this guy, the, the guide here. The I, official I head you, guide. Take to the guys to the field and uh, take care of them where they hunt here. So providing the shells, providing the shotguns, um, being that everything is all right, working, uh, move the spot if you need it. Um, you basically, basically are, you're managing the the, the hunt, the field, but also the, the bird, field part, the bird yeah. boys and no, the bird boys. Uh, Marcus is in charge of the bird boys, but if he's not the field right in that moment, I have to move the spot like we did this morning, for example. So our first experience with Senor Lucas was at the airport at uh, mm. one a.m. on Sunday morning. So uh, Peter greeted us and took us out to the van, and then. Uh, we see this white van coming around the corner on two wheels <laughs> and uh, pulls up and, and Senor Lucas uh, hops out. And we, I thought he was a driver. And I was like, this guy cannot work for this company. He's, crazy. <laughs> he's, he's reckless. I was like, he's just a driver. And they couldn't find anybody else because it's late at night. So they hired this, <laughs> this guy. And come to find out, he's like going to be here the whole time. We, can't, we see him every day. But so he was – our first experience with him was, uh, was driving us from the airport. So you pick up the guest – yeah, uh, from the airport. From the airport, drive it to the lodge. To the lodge. Yeah, and then I I've been with the with the guest uh, every morning since they have finished with the breakfast. Take it to the field. We do the hands over there, and then drive it back and do the same of the afternoon. So uh, the ride here, it was uh, as great as this lodge is. Uh, and it's the all, we talked with us about the hunting and why this area is so special. And if I came back again next year, I would come back to the same lodge. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a ride from the airport. Yeah, uh, a few hours, you know, a handful of hours from the airport. And the road conditions in this area maybe are not what we're accustomed to in the states all the time. Uh, yeah. But uh, he made the ride as good as he could. Uh, we were cutting up, we were carrying on. He quickly. Uh, Join the group and answer any questions that we had. We had a lot of questions. Uh, we had been flying for a long time, and everybody was thirsty. He had a cooler 
uh, in there with some refreshing beverages for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he drove us, and, and it was just awesome ride as as much as I was kind of dreading that ride at 1 a.m. It really was a fun ride to get here. So we came to the lodge and we all slept and then he was here when we woke up to take us out to the field. So pretty much every day you drive the guests to the field and ensure everything goes smoothly out there. Like you said, if you, if somebody their goal here is to make sure you have a good hunt. So somebody's in yeah. a spot and maybe the doves you have a guide. Let's let's back up. So the guide this uh, guy we have this cat. You have a he looks, he looks for the doves calling the 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 day before we go there. Right. And he told us, well, uh, you have to set the spot here, here, and that. Yeah. And then, well, that depends on the wind, that depends on uh, the weather condition. So he probably cannot be at the field that day. So my s- second job is like uh, be, uh, um, I don't know, I'd pay attention of that little detail. Make so sure everybody's in the right spot right. and shoot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the scout goes out the day before, reports back to you. Yeah. And then... Uh, we have like a meeting uh, the night before, and we said, "Okay, we go. We're using this field, and probably they're going to fly this direction because yeah. of the wind, or they harvesting crop right behind the, the bushes." So, we or there's it. hogs that are Eating right bears. in your blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so you, you do all that, and you take the hunters to the field, make sure they're all set up. The bird boys are there when we get there every day. Yeah. They drop everybody off, and they go to their spot, and. Uh, and you, you were around every blind, I think, the whole week. You were bouncing around from blind to blind, making sure everybody was satisfied and happy yes. and had everything they needed. And the doves were flying good a few times. Maybe the doves weren't flying as great as the scout. Maybe they were the day before yeah. in a certain area. So you you could tell had a vested interest in making sure that you uh, looked around and found a better area for exactly. those Exactly. They could so. drive around with uh, to the field and see if uh, the doves moves or they're yeah. flying better in different position of the field or, or wherever. Yeah. So... My job is to give you the best experience at the field. Yeah, that's that's my job. I I, I know that it sucks doing it, but I mean you have room to I mean, improve. I mean you really there's always room to improve. I mean so that's a good thing about your nah, job. No, no, I disagree. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, the, 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 the every day we talked about it a while ago, but the dove hunting here was just. I mean I it's uh, I hunted with Lee uh, the last couple. Of, I hunted with my dad the first afternoon, and then Lee the last couple of days and. I mean, the amount of doves, and I'm going to bring in some other people here in just a minute to talk more about the actual hunting. I won't get too much into eat the hunting experience. I want these guys that have never been here before to kind of talk more about that. But, I mean, the number of doves that we saw, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, and I that's mean, why we moved to this area. I mean, this area is going to turn into the best dove area around the world, probably. I believe years. That's what we said with a system. You know, the Cordoba is what's known for the dove hunting capital yeah. of the world. You know, Argentina. You think Argentina, you think Cordoba, but this area really, I mean, it's, it's other than being a little bit of a drive from the airport. I mean, the dove population is just mm-hmm. crazy. And yeah. The uh, thing with, I mean, Cordoba still is a good place to hunt. Don't get me wrong. You got pretty good numbers. Yeah. But if you are used to, to hot barrel, like back in the day, this is the place that you should come. Because in Cordoba still, again, it's a hell of a hunting if you've never been here right. or if you don't care about the numbers. Right. But if you want to really, uh, I don't know, Bend your barrel for the hot. You you have to come here, aka Trent. Yeah, hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, the numbers speak for themselves. So. I, ha- I have a quick question. Um, so, how much of so we talked to Carlos about the hospitality side yeah. at the lodge. Yeah, I have none. But how much of <laughs> <laughs> right, right? But how much of your job is really just keeping the hunters satisfied? 
probably 95%. Because what? a hand, I mean, is what we talked at the field uh, last, last, last night. Uh, the less that we have to care here is the hunting. I mean, it's more like a social thing, like an experience thing. Uh, you can be talking with your, with your friend, uh, yeah. just spot, drinking a beer, and still you, you're going to shoot. You don't have to worry about the next dove coming, and you have to be all the time looking for the next dove. You can sit down, relax, take a beer, enjoy it, talk, and then shoot 500 shells. That's, that's the good part of this kind of hunting. It's more like a social thing. If you want to come to enjoy with your friends, with your family, with your kids, the less that you have to take care or worry is uh, hunting. So yeah, and and so like you start off, you you are not always a guide. Uh, no, I started working at the office for Paco Riestra back in the day, like seventeen years ago. How the heck did you get here? That's what I'm wondering. Like what? Well, I feel like you'd be a, bit, a better office person when you are. Okay. Yeah, I, I know, I know. They try to get rid of me, but they can't. I have a pretty good arrangement. They didn't have any better options. <laughs> you went from office boy to a, you went use a, a bird boy for a while. Yeah, for a while. And you kind of worked. Uh, yeah, from after, there to where after you 2008, that with the economy in the United States had hit really bad. Uh, most of the hunters that we should bring in 2009, 2010, uh, they didn't come. So. Uh, company has to struggle with the cost and other things. So I was working at the office, and uh, my boss at that moment said, "You want to go to the field, or you want to go home?" Hmm. So here I am. <laughs> we have I'm socks both way, but still, you know, it's, it's, you have to do something here. But but like when you were working in the office, was it always your goal to be out in the field? And well, I like I like outdoor. I mean, I I don't like being in office, especially now that I've been doing outdoors for yeah. a while but i didn't like to be at the office because so. it's different here right like we we're talking on the way here people don't grow up in argentina hunting, hunting. No. yeah please don't tap on the table <laughs> <laughs> thank you you hear that <laughs> this is why he's getting a bad review <laughs> chad, chad, chad made sure to tell him to not tap on the table before and now chad if you're tapping on the table, please do not tap on the table but no you're, you're born and raised in Argentina, right you yeah born and raised in cordoba yeah and, and we talked about it on the way here and obviously we're a hunting store so we have a vested interest in, in gun rights and that whole industry but not, not many people have guns no no or hunt like locals don't hunt here no when was the first time you shot when was the first time you shot a gun 26, 27 years old when I first go to the field. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, gun laws is very tough. Uh, he was telling us on the way here, correct me if I'm wrong, to buy a firearm in Argentina, you have to have a medical examination. Yeah, you have to go to a you have to make a course, you have to show them <laughs> yeah. that you have no criminal records, that you have a job, and Just you have to be gun. really good looking. So that's why you didn't have a gun. No, up. I don't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and they told me that I will never have a gun. <laughs> you proved them wrong. Exactly. Muy bien. <laughs> but no, it's crazy. It blows my mind. We're in the we're sitting here in the dove hunting capital of the world, and nobody around here really hunts. People that come here hunting fly twenty hours to come here and hunt. Like locals don't hunt. No, that's what's mind blowing to me. No, well, it's it's more like a culture stuff. It's like like we talk about the sports. White yeah. football is so, is yeah. so big here. Nothing uh, else really to do. In order to hunt, uh, really hunt, first of all, you have to have the money to uh, buy the gear or the shotgun or yeah. whatever you need. And That's you have a to, hurdle in itself. And then you, have, then you have to have the time to go there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think most of, the, most of the 
lack of hunting here is a more economy thing than all things. Interesting. What's the yeah. favorite part of your job every day? You do this every day for the most part. Uh, when I drop the, the group Guess at the airport. airport. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. Thank you all. Come back and see us next week. We're done here. Senor Lucas is gone. Bring back a cease. Uh, down the stairs, please. <laughs> okay. No, I, I enjoy uh, most of the part of the, of the job. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm a people guy. Probably. I like to hang around, I like to talk, I like to meet people. Um, I like to, um, I don't know, have a good relationship to the hunters and yeah. with, the, with the helpers, with the bear boy, and make each other to hang around pretty good. So I, I'm more like a joker here. Like a, it's, it's like something, you're involved with something that's bigger than just you. Like you're putting on a show for people that are paying to come here. And no, I'm... I'm I'm myself, uh, 24/7. No, I, mean, I don't have I don't have to be. I mean, nice if I don't have to. It's not my job to be nice. You know this, right? Touche. Yeah, yeah actually, well, you're doing a great job. Of not yeah, being I know. Nice. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mentioned. I mean, so like on this this property here, this lodge. I mean, your job title and role is. I mean, you're one of the as far as head guide. I mean, you're, you have a pretty higher up job compared to the rest of the staff, but I will say the first full day we had, which was on uh, today's Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, uh, was it, we got here well Sunday, done. Monday. I was about to say. Today's Wednesday. What's the day? Yeah, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Monday, uh, the first full day that we had in the field, we had uh, we spent the whole day in the field, which meant we went there in the morning and we, uh, we hunted and then we had lunch under a tent in the field and uh, he had uh, a chef there to help with the food, but I mean, you were right there. I mean, helping out as far as serving the the hunters and seeing they need anything else. And I mean, you were just didn't mind getting in there and kind of doing whatever it took to kind of make the experience great. Mm-hmm. Uh, which may not be, I don't know, put what your job description may be, but I just I've, I've seen the whole week. It doesn't matter uh, what there is to do. You find that and you do it, no matter if it's a part of your job description or not. Yeah, uh, you do all you can to make sure everybody's satisfied and has a great time. Yeah, well, and I feel you. like everybody does. Thank that. you for that review. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the time I try to help. Uh, I mean, and, and they help me too. I mean, yeah, bear boys, uh, even if they don't talk much English, uh, they try to yeah. be good guys with you and they try are. to settle everything uh, perfectly. And if something is not good or they, if they even notice that you're not happy, they will let me know somehow. Yeah. So it's more like a team teamwork yeah. that uh, one guy work, uh, work. That's why I try to help everybody, and everybody tried to help me at the same time. It's, it's like Carlos said when he was in the last episode, you know, his job is everything with your trip besides the hunting, and your job is kind of everything, to, including the hunting part. And you all kind of work together as far as making mm-hmm. sure people are satisfied if – if the hunting isn't maybe great that day, you communicate with Carlos to maybe do something here to make sure everybody's happy and vice versa the same way, uh, no matter what uh, may happen and what the, the day may bring between the whole team here, you make sure everybody has the best experience possible. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, again, it's a teamwork. If uh, he noticed something or I noticed something, uh, we, have a, we have to have pretty good communication. And honestly, we have a great group here. Yeah, well, I know, and we've, we've sang praises with Carlos and assists and, and with you as well. I mean, it's been the experience has just been amazing. Uh, the bird boys have been top notch. Yeah. They're Those always, are. yeah, it's been, everything's been great. Um, I will say we just have a, just a few more minutes before we have to switch off and hear more about our daily updates on, on hunting this week. But 
Uh, explain what you did to Senor Kevin's coffee to make it extra special this week. <laughs> so it's you and Kevin hit it off, uh, Mr. Kevin Parrish. I feel like <laughs> I feel like out of the gate when we arrived at the airport. Somehow y'all just made this connection. A match made in <laughs> You heaven. made this connection. So, Ice connection. We yeah, know each other. Yeah, y'all just connect. Like you've been friends for a long time. And and uh, so uh, one morning, the first morning. Uh, he woke up and you had a cup of coffee that yeah, you had my, made my for yourself. Cup of yeah, for myself. Oh, the, the, it was your cup of yeah, coffee. No, that's what started. He had, he had made his cup of coffee. I made then, myself a cup of coffee like every morning. Yeah. And I left my uh, cup on the table yeah. when you get here. Right. When I come back to look for it's it, gone. it's gone. And Mr. Kevin have it. So you don't mess with a man coffee in the morning. That sounds like he got yeah. really upset. Those are fighting so words. Next morning, I prepare. Uh, no one, just uh, two <laughs> coffees, two cup of coffees. The first one I set it at the same place with a little bit of uh, salt and uh, Tabasco. <laughs> the second one just soft. Uh, so Mr. Kevin, get in there. Just said, in case he, he, asked, he, he asked, didn't this take is the my bait. coffee. The first one with Tabasco and said, yeah, that's your coffee. So he grab it, he drinks a little bit, and he realized that he has a problem with that coffee. It's not <laughs> good enough coffee. So I was holding my second one, and my hand says, "Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a joke. You want mine?" He doubted. He doubted the first. One. But I mean, you cannot beat that, right? So I said, "Yeah, okay, thank you." And I give him the second one just with salt. With salt, yeah. 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 Well, uh, that's what you earn when you grab a cup of coffee at the man in the morning. That's what you earn with Senor Lucas's yeah. coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, guys, next time, don't touch my coffee again. Okay? Anybody comes here, don't touch his coffee. I was literally crying laughing at, right, so at the Spring Hill Outfitter story. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, we got to bring in some more folks here in just a second. Before we get off, anything else that you want to add or talk about that we hadn't covered as far as the lodge or your job or anything you want to share with the great people and taking it outside? No, just um, that this group is a great group. Uh, I really enjoyed to be with you. I really enjoyed to play soccer with you. Even when you're not that good a soccer player. But, All right, let's go ahead and yeah. cut this. Joel, go ahead and cut, cut this part out. And, uh, well, nothing. Uh, I really appreciate you yeah. you being so kind. Uh, and you take all the, I, I don't know, my jokes or my <laughs> kind of being with you. Is that what they were? They were jokes. But you're yeah. being serious. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can be really serious and uh, mean person if I want. I haven't seen that yet. Well, you, I don't get it to the airport so far. So <laughs> yeah. We have we three have, hours. Right have three hours. I'm going gonna to take a look on the reviews that you wrote, and then we talk again, okay? Oh, so these are, are not anonymous here, reviews, huh? Yeah. Okay, oh, you have the review right? here? Oh, oh, oh it's empty. Yeah, give me that. Oh, yeah. One star, one star. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. No, we got a jet here. And bring on some other folks to talk about the experience this week and how it's been so awesome. But seriously, uh, we talked with Carlos and Assis, and now you, it's, it's really been, I mean, a trip of a lifetime. And I know we've, we've joked here. around and we've kidded around and we've had fun. And, uh, and, and it's been, uh, it's been awesome. I think everybody to see your family and friends and new friends and old friends have all just really had a ball. And you can't really explain it. This podcast, I hope, helps a little bit. And Chad's videos and Chad's pictures will help a little bit. But you really can't explain the experience that we've had here this week. And, and, uh, you're obviously a big part of that. And, uh, I mean, the whole staff here is just great. So, uh, I just, it's, it's been, it's been great. Glad to hear. And yeah. I hope you come back or, uh, you recommend us. Yeah, no, we're going um, to. It's, I promise uh, that I will not be here, okay? <laughs> you just request that he does not be <laughs> not here. After yeah, the, yeah. Not after the reviews we're about to give. <laughs> well, take, a look, 
if you fly watch out with and, the reviews. And Lucas is on my van. Just ask for another van to yeah. come pick you up because you got to find somebody else. But no, uh, thank yeah. you a lot. We're going to bring in some thank guys you. that have hunted with us this week to kind of talk about that the day to day, kind of recap each day the last couple of days on what we've experienced. And it's a, it's really been a trip of a lifetime. Where our time is getting short, and uh, Senor. Lucas is taking us to the airport here in just a, less than a couple hours, and I've still got a lot of work to do. So we're going to uh, pause for just a second and bring in some of the people to uh, help tell how this week has been from the new Argentina hunter's perspective. And uh, keep on rocking and roll. But thank you a lot. You're welcome. Thanks for thank being you here. Guys. Yes, thank you, guys. Really thank you. I like your hat, by the way. Oh, it's the best hat I ever had. It was in clearance. <laughs> He's really working for those, those reviews. <laughs> All right. So we're back. Uh, Senor Lucas, what a great sport he is. He is uh, he's one of a kind. He is. Assis was our first guest. Assis. 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 That's why I didn't uh, introduce myself. You're from time. North Carolina. It's okay. Uh, and then Senor Lucas. And now we have Senor Scott, who come all the way from uh, North Carolina to hey. join us. Spring Outfitters Pro Staff. You know Scott. He's a fan favorite here on Taking It Outside, so I won't worry about introduction because we have a plane to catch, excuse me, here in just a little bit. So we're going to talk hunting and get right into it. Uh, the first or last episode, we discussed the first afternoon and a travel experience with Lee. And uh, so that was uh, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, we woke up and we did, uh, we had breakfast and a full day in the field. On uh, on Monday. Before we get to that, I'll tell you. What, before we get to Monday's hunt, uh, overall, how would you describe this whole trip in either a sentence or a word or two words or a sentence, whatever you want to do? Unimaginable. Unimaginable is the only word you can come up with. Why so? Like, how so? Well, so, because you cannot have expectations to do something on this level. You can't do it. You can have it in your mind. You can see pictures. You can watch videos, and you can go, eh, whatever. And then you come down and you actually see the accommodations. You see the people and how genuine they are. And then you walk out onto this, like, barren wasteland (laughs) of mesquite and corn. And they look like just black dots in the sky. You can't. And you can't wrap your mind around it. That was the – that's the best way I can tell. Yesterday was unreal. It was crazy. Crazy. You sat down with us, Chad. Yeah. I sat down with a lot of people. And we started off together yesterday. And you can't even, when you start shooting and you're like, don't, you don't even know how much you shot, but your shoulder hurts and your face hurts and you don't care and you just started. <laughs> Wait, I just shot 15 boxes of the shells. Right? When did that happen? You turn around and, you, you know, the guy's fingers bleeding and trying to jam shells in your gun and you're like, what am I doing? It, it, no, unimaginable. Well, we said that. It's hard. I mean, the podcast and the videos and pictures, you can't, it does not, mm-hmm. it does not fully, uh, Display the amount that this, this, the hunt is just, it's what we're talking about can't really show enough, and the pictures can't show enough to really explain how, how good it is. But um, it's just amazing. And, and so we're going to, we'll start back where I said on the first day, which was Monday, the first full day, Monday morning. And we went out to the field, and this was our full day in the field. Mm. And uh, that was a fun one. And that was, you hunted with, uh, you hunted with my dad. I did. The first time that morning. And, uh, and so we were actually hunting over a sunflower field, which we're used to at, at North Carolina. Right. So there's sunflowers. That's what we do at home. But these sunflowers are like, you know, six inches tall because the seasons are opposite. The seasons are opposite. Uh, so planted not long ago. And uh, 
but they weren't the, the doves were not there because of the sunflowers. They were there because we were halfway between the roost and where they went to eat, which is the closest cornfield, uh, ten miles away from what uh, Lucas was saying. And literally, we set up halfway in between and just yeah shot a pile of birds. Crazy. It was like the perfect storm. You had, like you say, you had roost, food, water, then us, and it was perfect. And they, and they told us about how the morning hunt would be doves coming in our face. And then they said, you know, after we eat lunch, which is a whole separate conversation, but after we eat mm. lunch, uh, the birds would come the opposite way. And within about an hour, what they said, mm. literally the birds cut off coming to our face and looked behind us and they were all coming back the opposite direction. We just switched to the other side and shot them again, the same exact place, the other side of the brush pile or the other side right. of the tree and shot them leaving the feed source heading back to the roost. I think we, maybe we moved 10 feet. You yeah. went from the front side of a tree to the back side of a tree. So from a hunter's perspective, Scott, like you've gone on plenty of hunts. You've hunted, mm-hmm. you know, various places. But like what it, what was so special? What was unique about this experience, you know, with David Denny's and, and this crew that really kind of stood out to you? I think, uh, you know, that's actually an insanely good question because <laughs> you, you, you is it, this is, a, I don't even know how to describe this. This is not something like you don't go pack out for hours or you don't go sit in a stand and you don't, you know, hope that somebody's right and, mm-hmm. you know, stress about am I going to, and then you're, you know, the biggest fear, and we talked about it last time I was on about deer hunting, yep. you know, don't miss pass on the first day what you would kill on the wolf. Well, the beauty of this is all that goes out the window. It, it exceeds expectations from the time you sit down and start shooting. And that's the difference. That's what is overwhelming about it. Have you ever had like bird boys loading your shells? <laughs> no. I don't do that for us at the open and Spring Hill Outfitters Labor Day. Trent, Trent doesn't load your shells for no, you no, no, when you guys no, go hunt? No, no, He's, that exceeded his he'll, he'll pick up your box if you drop it. Which is very nice. I will do that, but not loading them. Yeah, that's that's it. That and, that was and, next level. Yeah, and I, I don't know about y'all, but that takes a little bit getting used to to be yeah. to be catered to like that. Yeah. And they enjoy it. You're not. It's not a labor. Agreed. They're, they're laughing and they're enjoying. Your, they're making fun of you while you're shooting, even though you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the, that portion. They enjoy it just as much as you guys do. Hundred percent. Seriously. 100%. Yeah, so Monday morning, we had an awesome hunt. Uh, Monday at lunch, so Monday was a day in the field. Mm-hmm. And so lunch, we literally uh, stopped hunting and walked 100 yards. And they had lunch cooked for us out in the field. They had a big tent set up and had lunch cooked over an open fire, which they call a barbecue, which is just all kinds of meats mm-hmm. and oh vegetables gosh, and peppers, stuff so with good. cheese and eggs and uh, dove kebabs, excuse me, sausage and pork and beef and just had a big tent set up for stuff. you. And I mean, like amazing. Was that in the most unbelievable? I, I, no, I, I was. I found myself sorely disappointed in the whole lunch experience <laughs> because I can hear me out. I consider myself an insanely good cook. Right, very good on the grill. <laughs> You know, got my barbecue, I got my Traeger and my Kamada Joe and my charcoal, and I used this wood and that wood. Homeboy cooked it on the ground with a iron skillet and a grate. And literally the wood he got to, to cook. <clears throat> yeah. 
after he got there, we were under the tent was under a mesquite tree. He took a shovel. He chopped it out of the tree and was hitting the tree with a shovel and knocking the branches off. And that's what he used to light the, the mesquite wood to start his fire on the ground and put a grate over it and cooked all this food, ribs, pork. Uh, just crazy. It's better than I make. I was I was. That's full. why you're upset. Huh? <laughs> you're jealous. If I had to say one disappointment the whole trip, I can't cook. <laughs> you realized very quickly that it was next level out here. I'm limited. Yeah. But yeah, so we had lunch, awesome lunch. Went right back after lunch and started hunting, same place, opposite side, and uh, had just an amazing afternoon. Uh, Monday afternoon was, uh, was great. And like I said, the same kind of same setup, just opposite direction. And I uh, had a great hunt that afternoon. And this literally all day on Monday, you never could look up without seeing a dove. And yeah. usually not even a dove. Like you could not look about seeing a hundred doves or something. It was yeah, it's just hard to hard to even explain it. But I'm waiting to talk about yesterday afternoon. Yeah, that's probably the highlight of my whole yeah. this podcast. Yesterday yeah, afternoon yeah, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, so Monday afternoon we got done and uh, came back to the lodge. <clears throat> Literally greeted when you get back to the lodge with a, a wet uh, cloth and a refreshing beverage and uh, fire pits already lit. And had an awesome dinner and sit by the fire pit, and uh, just an uh, just an amazing experience. You know, we talked to Carlos, we talked to uh, Lucas and Assis, and uh, about the experience here. But I mean, literally, from not even just the hunting is is amazing. But outside of hunting, just the whole experience here at the lodge with the food. And uh, what do you want to say about anything as far as the lodge and the food? And the whole experience outside of hunting is concerned. About the trip, you you don't go without you don't period at the end. There's not a point in time <laughs> where you don't go without. Yeah, if you're hungry, you're an idiot. Uh, but everything you can imagine, you know, if you need a refill or you know, if you have a a, a special need, it's like they know that it, you know. It's just there's five star and then there's this. This is yeah catered to Next truly are catered. Yeah, and. Uh, this could really be a two-hour episode. We're trying to keep it close to an hour, so we've got to hurry up. But uh, we'll probably talk more in the coming weeks about the trip. But it's kind of going to be a short, condensed version. Uh, the total trip, I'm going to bring on one more guest here in just a second to talk a little bit more about the rest of the trip. But uh, the total trip from start to finish, we had really seven hunters. Uh, Chad did a video and photos and he slid in and, re- and replaced a few of us behind. We had seven guns going at one time. I put it that way. And, uh, in a three day hunt, we shot, uh, 775 boxes of shotgun shells and killed a total of 10,802 doves in three days. Wrap your mind around that. Did that meet? It's hard to wrap it your expectation or exceed your expectation or what as far as what was done this week was that what you thought was going to happen or no uh, no you can't are you kidding me uh, no I'm like the ugly guy showing up at a beauty pageant <laughs> what same same yeah I mean, I've got I, I've got my scorecard here not for the podcast just because I forgot it in Chad's room a while ago looking at photos that he brought it so I have it in this podcast room but uh, it's uh, I mean just where I, I killed. 1,948 doves in three days. One person. And everybody killed around the same amount, uh, you know, as I did, right above, right below, whatever it may be. But, mm-hmm. I mean, two, let's just say 2,000 doves 
in three days. People that are back at home in North Carolina, I guarantee you, you've never shot 2,000 mm-hmm. ducks in your life mm-hmm. at no. home. No. You kill 15 no. a day, and you hunt opening day, maybe on Monday, and you hunt 20 years. I mean, you can do the math pretty easy. It's what, that's 1,000, whatever it is. But I mean, it's just literally 2,000 doves in three days. Scott, tell me, like, talk about the actual, like, it was, it was hectic. It was insane yesterday Mm -hmm. looking around. You couldn't not see doves flying in the air shootable. Right. When when you put the bead on a bird and you bear down on it and one flies in front of it, (laughs) and, and, you know, it's, and that's the best way I can describe it. It's so hectic. It, it literally takes your mind 15 to 20 shots to learn, okay, just hold that bird and pull the trigger. Don't try to shoot another one. Don't do anything silly. And it, it literally takes that much time to adjust. It's yeah. not like you're yeah. just kind of sitting there and, like, eventually mm-hmm. you kind of right. you, you You see the amount of doves, like, from the time you get out of the van. Right. I mean, from the we were driving yesterday – and the amount of doves that right. we saw, like on the drive-in, was unreal. I think the best way I can explain to, as far as I'm concerned, the number of birds that you see is when you weren't shooting, when your gun was not on your shoulder, it was because you needed a break, oh. <laughs> not because there wasn't birds to shoot at. Yeah, it was birds to shoot was never an right. issue. Right. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, I, maybe I should rethink how we decided to do two podcasts of this whole trip. We could have <laughs> probably four podcasts of this whole trip, and um, we're trying to keep it to our original plan and keep it somewhat condensed and bring on more guests to talk about the last day and his perspective on the whole experience. But uh, unbelievable. Scott's not going anywhere. I hope for a while he's going to be around the store. So I'm sure he we'll better be. Another, uh, Until I, I'm old. But the good I'm thing about I was going to say, he's about ready to retire, Hunter. You got a no, retirement no, no, plan? This is retirement. I, this best, is retirement. The best part, everybody who came on this trip, the best part about Scott's experience was it was his Christmas present. This is a, the blessing that you, I don't think people can quite understand. You know, you, you talk about winning a lottery, you talk about getting a gift, or you talk about getting a car or something, you know, some kind of something special happening to you in your lifetime where you say, okay, I'm truly blessed. I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, you know, whatever reason why the stars aligned, whatever got me the job or got my name pulled out of a hat, this is that moment. This is that lottery moment where you say, wow, I, thank you yeah. is not enough. Nope. There's no way to say. Yeah, I'm glad you could be here. It's uh, it's been an awesome experience, and uh, I, I mean myself, and I was the only one out of the group that's been before. But even though I've been before, this trip was still exceeded my expectations. Really? And uh, I mean, it was the, the just the whole lodging and food and the staff and the hunting and the bird count. It was just it was awesome. So it was good to do it with family and friends and uh, and coworkers, and and uh, it's just it was it was a great experience. We're gonna bring in one more. One more guest to get his perspective, and we're going to sign off, and I'm going to pack all this stuff up really, really quick and get a shower and pack my bags. I've got a lot to do the next hour, so we're going to uh, I can't this. believe we're leaving. Yeah, well, I'd be either. we may not be leaving if I don't hurry up and get this stuff done. But, uh, <laughs> Can I say something? Really say whatever you want yeah. to. I think yeah. that what I want to say is if you ever thought that this was something you wanted to do or is it really worth it, I can tell you in a course of three days – with 772 boxes of shells being shot at the same time, I heard people laughing 
over all of that hundreds of yards away like little school kids yeah and that was insane well was the fellowship so the fellowship and hunting i got hunting with my dad and, and hunting with friends and everybody you know hunted close together if you didn't hunt together you still hunted close together and could hear uh, like you said the cackling and, and uh making fun or laughing at each other and parakeets and, uh, parakeets and pigeons and doves and and uh it's just it was an amazing experience and I'm glad we could do it. Glad you could be here to do it with us. No, thank you. I'll say one more thing, too. Like, all of the people that have been duck hunting their whole lives, that have been bird hunting their whole lives, will never understand the experience that we had. Like, constantly, your head on a swivel, looking for the next dove. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to take another quick uh, quick pause, bring on one more special guest to talk about his experience, and then we're going to uh, pack up and head back north. Back to work. I know, I don't want to leave. <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yep. All right, so we're back from uh, – that was a very long episode. We have a lot to talk about, though. Could have uh, this episode last probably two or three hours. We're trying to keep it close to an hour as we can, but – uh, so this episode so far, we had uh, Mr. Assis, and we had Senor Lucas, and we had Senor Scott, and now we have my dad, who you've seen before on the podcast, who is here down in Argentina dove hunt with us. Still hard to believe that I talked him into coming down here, but I did. And uh, here he is. So we want to talk to him a little bit. Chad's going to be here in just a second. But we're on a little bit of a time schedule, so we're trying to get this as fast as we can and get it knocked out before we have to head to the airport. Uh, before we get into uh, yesterday, the full day hunt yesterday, as well as the half a day hunt this morning, uh, in a nutshell, whether it be a word or a sentence or a few sentences, how would you describe this whole trip this week? I, the word can't really describe. That's the problem, I guess it is. We, um, you just can't describe it to anyone accurately so that they can fully appreciate what an experience this is down here. Um, yesterday was amazing. Of all the hunts we've had, they've all been better than I could possibly imagine. But yesterday was, without a doubt, I think the best. Sitting beside a canal, uh, canal ran between two areas of woods, and birds were just coming from every single direction. We hunted morning and afternoon, and the afternoon was just absolutely amazing. You, I shot probably solid for 15 or 20 minutes, as fast as I could shoot. Bird boy load the gun, bang, 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 load, 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 bang, bang, bang. I've just never seen anything like it. We killed a, a lot, a lot of birds yesterday. And while we're on yesterday, that's kind of where we're at now. <clears throat> we talked about the first half of the day and recapped uh, Monday. So we're on Tuesday now. We got up and had breakfast and went out to the field. And uh, so we're hunting literally on the canal. They call it a, uh, uh, was it a creek? Not a, what did they call it? They called it a, uh, it wasn't a, a canal, but it was anyway. A little channel. 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 We call okay. it a canal at home, but it's a channel. And uh, we were hunting over this channel. We literally got in place yesterday morning. Doves were flying from every different direction. Yesterday morning was just a great hunt. Here again, my scorecard is here. I shot 18 cases of shells, uh, 250 birds uh, yesterday morning, and I uh, had a great hunt. And doves were just coming from every which direction. We we hunted there for two and a half hours, three hours, went back to the lodge for lunch and took a break, relaxed a little bit, went back to the same place. And literally out of all, we had six total hunts, three days, which is, you know, uh, six hunts total morning and afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, I never, it's just it's by far my favorite hunt, or I know my best hunt as far as doves killed. But Yesterday I mean, afternoon? Yeah. 
The doves oh were just gosh. insane. I, I, Lucas carried us in the right behind us. We were set up along the edge of the woods, and he said, you want to see what the roost looks like? So we went back <laughs> in the woods maybe 10 yards, not far at all, and there was very little undergrowth, but it was eucalyptus trees, I think, and uh, maybe another type of tree. They were just really, really thick growing trees. And you looked up, and in one tree there would be five nests. And, and they, that they're nesting all the time here. And that's why there's so, so many doves. It's not like North Carolina. And they don't migrate. They stay here year round. And you, you saw, you know, you saw eggs on the ground. You saw their droppings on the ground. I mean, they roost and they stay and they nest in that one area. And they just left and, and looked like to me they were going across the, the channel, they call it, the canal <laughs> to the other woods. And they were just right, left, forward back it was absolutely amazing which which way they were flying we started off together yesterday yeah, yeah we did yeah we did and it was one of the most unbelievable like scenes that i've ever witnessed like you couldn't you couldn't look left you couldn't look right you couldn't even open your eyes without seeing a flock of doves there was not a second and i honestly think this is true there was not a second of time within almost all day long but especially um, right after lunch, there was not a second of time that there were not multiple does in front of you at one time. And by multiple, you mean like at least like 10 to 15? <laughs> at, at least 100 or 150. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was crazy. Yeah, yesterday afternoon was, I mean, it was, I, I shot, um, my scorecard here says uh, 29. Cases of shells. Boxes, I mean, not boxes, boxes, not cases. Twenty nine boxes of shells in one afternoon in about three hours. I don't know how many I shot. You may have the numbers there. But I don't have the numbers. <laughs> Let's just see this. Part. I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable. I mean, it's it's um, like you said. When I got back in the blind and Lee and Lee Holland and myself hunted together, and uh, you can't really describe. I mean, literally, we shot. We had five shells on the gun, so I would shoot, 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 reload, <laughs> and then the same thing, and then reload and shoot. I mean, it was just. Bat to bat to bat to bat for like an hour and a half. And the bird Straight boys shot. like literally couldn't keep your guns loaded fast And you enough. couldn't tell there was a dove missing when you got through no, shooting. You, right. There was as many at the end as there was at the beginning, which is just blows your mind. mind blows. How many did we kill yesterday? Do you remember? Total? Uh, I remember it was like a thousand. It was a couple thousand. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, no. What's today? When, no, that was Monday. Probably yeah, 4,000 birds yesterday, close to it, I guess. Yeah, I will say, I think it was 38 or 3,900, because Monday, uh, the the picture we posted on social media of Vala, was posted, I don't, may not have, but anyway, that was 3,100 on Monday total, and yesterday was like 38 or 3,900, I think. Right, I'm sure we got, got so, close to 4,000. I mean, it was just yesterday. an amazing, amazing hunt yesterday, by far the best one total for all of us combined. What amazes me so is you, you realize the numbers and the numbers sound amazing, but when you it really it comes true to you when you're through hunting and the bird boys are out picking up birds and they're putting them in like forty pound <laughs> feed sacks yeah. and they fill up five or six forty pound feed sacks like dog food bags full of doves and put yeah. them in the back of the van. That's when it hits home is that actually how many does. You know, a 3,000 megs. Because you're just firing away out there. Yeah, you have no idea. No. Yeah, awesome, awesome hunt yesterday. Came out last night for dinner, as always. Came back with a, a welcome face at the door, cold rag, uh, nice refreshing beverage, fire pit was lit, showers, awesome dinner uh, last night. 
Uh, we had veal. I think it was last night. Every awesome. night has been incredible. Yeah, the food is. We haven't even talked about Every the food day, a whole night, lot. But, yeah. um, the food's been amazing. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But the food was great last night. Great night's sleep. Got up this morning, hunted on the edge of a. Uh, well, we had different kind of setups, but on the edge of a cornfield, smallest wearing a uh, hog pasture, smallest wearing a little mangrove area looking thing. And but this morning, I think we all everybody had another great hunt this morning. I think some of the guys had issues with the hog, the the, the people's <laughs> hogs, uh, trying to get their doves before they could get to them after they shot them. So I've never been uh, dove hunting in a pig pasture. But that was wild. So you and Don did not expect. Yeah, I was. That. I couldn't see that. I started no. off with them. And literally, I was chasing away hogs with sticks yeah. as they were running away with parakeets and dove. Like, it was yeah. unbelievable. This morning was was pretty cool. Too. Yeah, this morning it was different. I mean, every, every experience has been different, which makes it really, really cool to see that. But this morning, we kept seeing all these little small-looking, somewhat dove-looking birds mm-hmm. that were flying with all the rest of them. And they're almost black and gray. Yeah. So, we didn't shoot them. We thought they were sparrows or probably the national bird of Argentina <laughs> or something. So, we didn't shoot them. And, and Lucas came by and said, what are all these little things? He said, that's actually a, a juvenile, dove. Some juvenile dove. Yeah. And, and that, that was hard to believe. That before. Yeah, because we never, I've never seen that before. I've never seen them at home. It's a, it's a black wing, almost a light gray body, a uh, whitish light gray body. I learned that the first day. They were a pain to shoot because they were so small and fly. I like a green wing teal back at home. But, yeah, little juvenile doves. And I'd say even more intense than a than a teal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they were so small, and they were just, and they come in groups of fifty, and they fly right in front of your face, almost like gnats. And I, yeah. I just didn't see any. Uh, <laughs> and then we saw more parrots, I think, today, or um, parakeets, yes, parakeets yep. today than we've seen before, and more pigeons today than we've seen before. So it oh, was yeah. just a, amazing. Parakeets and pigeons; those were like the guy, the bird boys loved them. Lee, yeah, Lee and myself, Lee Holland and myself, hunted together this morning. Chad was with us a lot too, but we killed, I hunted a little bit. We I killed, shot a few uh, parakeets. Yeah, he added to these numbers, but we killed thirty-seven parakeets and eight <laughs> pigeons. Uh, not only to mention that we killed probably uh, three, five, six hundred doves. Uh, six hundred doves. 37 parakeets and eight pigeons and we've got pictures all that stuff to show y'all but it's i mean it's just it's mind-blowing thinking we were down here in argentina doing all that stuff in just a couple of hours of hunting and that was just a few of us not only the whole group yeah. this morning killed close to two thousand birds so yeah um, like just your little group like you guys yeah. you guys had a little bit of issues this morning in terms of yeah we had to find a new location right the location went great we had to move and then move and senor lucas did really good on finding us a good spot and the last spot ended up being great so yeah, and Scott and I, when we got there, we said, this is not going to be very good. I mean, yesterday when we arrived, there were birds flying everywhere. I mean, you could see them way down the path where we went. But the day we walked up, we didn't see any ducks. And I said, eh, I don't know about this. And he said, well, I bet you when we get set up, once we shoot one dove, you'll see it just erupt in that field. And sure enough, when you shot one dove, it was just a, a tremendous number of doves got yeah. up. Is it, Don, I know you've, like, obviously been around for a while because you're, like, what, 40, 49, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was gauging. But have you ever had an experience like this in terms of hunting? No. No, I've been very fortunate. We went to Alaska fishing and had a great experience. Uh, Trip, when he was, like, 12 years old, we went to Texas uh, two years in a row, we had a great experience down there. One better, one much better than the other. Uh, deer hunting, the first one wasn't very great because we didn't know what we were doing. But they were, they were amazing. I mean, this trip, uh, with the, without a doubt, the most exciting, the most intense, with the best quality of service 
the highest quality of food and it was just not food put on the table and mm-hmm. if you've been to a really really nice four or five star restaurant uh, Angus Martin and Raleigh was the quality of food that this place presented to us every meal every single meal with appetizers and we'd sit over in the, over in the, the dining the, the living room area and um, and eat appetizers and we thought we were done and they said, okay, come to the big table. So we go to the big table, and it was just beef, uh, pork and veal and steak. And but it was never like a basic meal that I've ever had. Like no, they no. weren't serving hamburgers. No. They were serving like no. five-star restaurants. No, we didn't have pork barbecue and slaw like we have at home. It, right. was, it was absolutely amazing. What, what we, I mean, a literally five-star restaurant quality every single time you came in this building. Every meal. Yeah, I, I could literally talk with the next several hours on this, but unfortunately, Senor Carlos just came out of stairs and said, "Hey, the bus is waiting. I've got to pack all the stuff up and my, pack my bags and get a shower." I'm really behind schedule right now, so oh, uh, we've got to wrap it up. We're going to try to wrap it up and get some of these wine bottles out of this wine cellar and put it in our suitcase. <laughs> we haven't known about it. Uh, what an awesome location! We're taking it outside here. The last couple of episodes, an amazing experience. I'm so glad Dad could join us. On uh, the episode as well as the hunt, Scott from the store, Lee, who joined us, of course, Kevin, uh, his dad, Mr. Keith, and then Lee, his uh, buddy Lee Denning as well was here, Chad, and uh, that was our our eight people that we had. Just an amazing experience, an amazing week here in Argentina. The staff here, uh, another quick shout out to David Denny's. Uh, amazing trip on lining this all up at the Santi Agu del Esteras Lodge. Close. I see. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, you know. Anyway, uh, just a great <laughs> trip. We caught killed a pile of doves and made a pile of memories. Uh, made more memories than we did to kill doves, and it was just a great trip. Highly recommend coming. We're going to talk more about this place in the near future. And uh, just uh, Carlos and Miss Anna and Senor Lucas and uh, I see and the whole crowd has just been very accommodating. All the staff here has been great. We've killed a pile of doves. Had a great uh, great week. But unfortunately, it's time for us to uh, end this episode and Mm. pack all this stuff up and change clothes and head back up north. So uh, I'm glad we could do this. It's been good to get everybody on the podcast and talk for a few minutes about their perspective and kind of, I mean, it's an you can't, like I said, words can't really describe it. And I'm glad we can at least talk a little bit about, you know, everybody's perspective on what they, what they saw and what they uh, thought the hunt was like and uh, it was just it was an awesome, awesome Stay time. tuned, YouTube. Yeah, Chad's got some cool videos and pictures and, and some YouTube videos uh, coming out here, kind of taking behind the scenes of the hunt that, that from from start to finish on the whole experience. So. Yeah, and I got, a ch- I got a chance to hunt with my dad and Trent. So you had father, son, and grandson uh, when Trent was 12 or 13, 11, 12, like I said earlier. And this is a cool experience with friends, but it's, it makes it even more special if you can come down here with your son yeah. or your dad. And so if you've got father, son, combination that loves to hunt, I really, really recommend saving nickels and dimes. Come down here. It's not as expensive as you might think. And uh, just no, no more so than it is in the United States, really. Yeah. Agreed. Highly recommend. Uh, call, email, come by the store. Myself or Scott can talk to you more about uh, what all it takes to uh, to come down here. Maybe they can book a hunt through Spring Hill Outfitters coming up here soon for this place. So excited for that and excited to uh, just be here and experience it with friends and family and and uh, co-workers, old friends, new friends. It's been been a great time. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Of course, all episodes are found on all major podcast platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Not Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> we're not on Snapchat. We probably should be. 
No Snapchat. You can find us on TikTok. <laughs> uh, SpringHillOutfitters.com. Thanks to Joe. Joe's got his hands full with this episode. Joe, we have you're faith, the man. We have faith in Joe on making it all work. So thanks to Joe for what he does. Joe Gilly Productions. Thank you all for coming along on the ride. It's been a, it's been a great trip. We're excited to uh, fly the next 24 hours. This is the best part of the whole trip, you know, traveling right. for 24 hours. But Believe it or not. Uh, no, it really is worth it. I mean, to hunt, I, it's a long trip. And the flights and the, the van ride, and it's a lot. But I, I promise you, that it's, it's, it's worth it. So. I forgot all about yeah. the travel time once yeah. I got here. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's been great. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, check out, hopefully, the episode coming up here soon, taking it outside. We've been so focused on this trip. We have a lot of stuff coming up here, exciting things, deer season and, and uh, duck season soon, and got some episodes planned. So uh, stay tuned right here to taking it outside and check out some more episodes, swing by the store. And uh, visit us to hear more about our trip. We'd love to talk to you more about it. And in the meantime, we're going to go pack our bags. And I'm going to get a shower. And we're going to take it outside to the van. (laughs) Thank you. We'll see you later.